get ready to live fearlessly free with Heather Bunch. Have you ever had a great night planned and then something happened and that great night was ruined? Emotions were on high and there went the night. Has anyone ever experienced that? Maybe those of you who are listening, you've experienced this one. You are having a beautiful, wonderful day. And then you get a phone call. That irked you. Like it really tied your knickers in a bunch. And that great day flew out the window. Or who here has been happily working along on that that new awesome project at work. And, ooh, you got the message. You get the memo that says, oh, we're changing everything. Oh, we don't need that. It's all changed. And everything you just did was rendered useless in that moment. How... Did that make you feel? Welcome back to Live Fearlessly Free with Heather Bunch. I am your courageous coach. And I am here to help you to live fearlessly free. So that you can stop hiding. So that you can show up fully yourself who God created you to be. And then you can fulfill your God-given purpose. Now, if you have ever experienced negative emotions that threaten to ruin your day, your night, your week, your month, your year, then I am talking to you today. Look, we, we've all experienced negative circumstances, that, and they spring up out of nowhere. Like, they, it's, it's so funny how we can just be going along and everything's like awesome, and then bam, Negative circumstances crops up. We get angry or upset or sad or some type of emotion that is considered a negative emotion. Now, sometimes these emotions, they can cause us to act and, uh, and create positive change in us. But sometimes these emotions just cause guilt and shame. I, I am, I've told you, I am afraid of conflict. Conflict means disconnection to me. And when I get angry or upset, I feel guilty about it. Like I struggle with feeling bad about the way I express my emotions. If, if they are more of a negative emotion. And maybe you feel that way too. But I want to let you know, our emotions, they are just biochemical carriers that allow us to feel what we're thinking. We think, we act, or we think, we feel, we act, and then we become. So first we have a thought. And then that thought causes a feeling in us. And then that, then we act on that feeling. 
And then the more we act on that feeling, that's who we become. Dr. Carolyn Leaf, she says it this way in her book, Clean Up Your Mental Mess, which I highly recommend. It's an incredible book to help you manage your mental state. She gives you um, five steps to actually manage your mental mess. And it's a phenomenal book. But she says it this way. She says, we think, we feel, we choose. We think a thought. Then that causes a feeling. But then we have a moment where we get to pick and choose how we're going to act or react. So negative emotions allow us to feel what we're thinking. So if we're experiencing something negative, we have to track that back to what are we thinking on? Now, here's a problem that comes when we let our emotions rule us. Because most of us throughout life, we're not taught how to manage our thoughts, which will actually manage our emotions. But when we let our emotions run, a, run away with us, they are ruling us. They are taking charge of our life. But our feelings, again, are just a byproduct of our imagination. And it is important and imperative that we get our imagination working for us instead of letting our imagination run away with us. Now, I ran into this um, a little while back, well, I run into this regularly where I get to choose what I'm thinking so that I can manage my emotions. And, but, uh, but at this one time, um, Bob and I, we were going to head out on a date. It was a much needed date. Like we hadn't had one in a while and my parents were watching the kids. Not only were they watching the kids, they were going to keep them overnight. So, Bob and I had an uh, entire night to ourselves. We were super excited about it. So my dad, he uh, wanted to do something nice for us, which, you know, watching the kids, that's already nice enough, right? But he was going to loan us his 300ZX. Now, I adore this car. This is just a classic. I think it's like a 1995. It was like the last year they made the this particular style and you'd have no idea it was that old, but it's just a fabulous car. Little T-tops. It's just nice. So we're just going to go out on a date. We're going in a fun sports car. And of course, you know, I wanted to do it. So I mentioned it to Bob that my dad offered the car. But Bob hesitated. And he didn't want to borrow the car because, you know, he'd already gotten the other car all ready, everything's all set. But he saw on my face that I really wanted to take the car. And so he said yes. But I could see on his face the disappointment and the frustration 
of having to make this change. Now, at the time, I didn't actually know why he was frustrated, but I could, I could feel it. You know, you know that where you could just, you just can sense it. So I realized I'd forgotten my sweater. So um, now I'm only three doors away from my, my parents. Okay. So keep this in mind. So I, I thought I left it in my parents' house. So I, I go back to my parents' house. Sweater's not there. I, I go back home. I, I grab a different sweater, you know, because I didn't want to make Bob wait any longer because I already knew he was frustrated. And then I was getting frustrated and emotions were pretty high. And I get back in the car and Bob says, can we start over? Yes, please. Yes, let's just start over. So we both take, we literally took a deep breath. And we started the night over. And we had an incredibly lovely time. We had rich conversation. It was just relaxing and fun. Now in that moment, our emotions were high and our, our thoughts were thinking, I don't know why he's so frustrated. And, and, you know, I didn't know what was going on, what was bothering him. So I was getting more frustrated. And, you know, Bob didn't really want to tell me what was wrong. And he was thinking, well, I don't want to tell her. And then he was frustrated because he didn't, you know, it was just this crazy cycle. Our thoughts led us to feeling one way. And then we, at that moment, first chose frustration, irritation, anger, resentment. <laughs> resentment was starting to boil in me. Like, I don't understand. Why can't you use this car? This is so great. But when we have a negative moment, it's just a moment. It does not have to take over our entire day, our entire night, our entire year. It's a moment in time. But you can reset that. We think, we feel, we choose. And so by Bob saying, hey, can we start over? We took a deep breath. We reset our thinking. Which reset our how we felt. And reset how we treated each other. What we chose to do and act in that moment. We literally starved that negative emotion off. And it reminds me of there's a there's a old parable where a grandfather's talking to his son and explaining to the boy that there are two wolves inside of you. One is positive and one is negative, and they're fighting against one another. And the boy asks, "Well, grandfather, which one wins? 
And the grandfather says, whichever one you feed. Our emotions work the same way. The thoughts that we feed our mind is what's going to feed our emotions. So when you feed your mind positive thoughts, you are fueling and feeding positive emotions, which will automatically start starving off those negative emotions. Just because we have a negative circumstance does not mean we have to stay and wallow in it. We have a choice. That's what I love. And God gave us this choice. This process that our mind goes through, this is a power that God gave us. The power of thought. The power to choose how we're going to feel. We, we don't have to be victims of our emotions and with the whims of whatever they're feeling like in the moment. Unless, of course, those are good feelings and you want to swing with those. But emotions that are causing you pain, dragging you down, altering how you view the world, changing what you can do in the world and how you can serve others, we need to starve those emotions off. And we need to feed the emotions and the thoughts in us that are going to serve us. How do we do that? How do we feed the positive thoughts that are going to feed the positive emotions and help us make the best choices? Well, I just want to give you a few practical ways that you can do this. One is meditation. Most of us are not conscious about what we are thinking. We have science debates on how many thoughts a day, but, you know, it can be anywhere from 18,000 to 60,000 thoughts a day. And if we are not conscious of those thoughts, no wonder why we struggle living a joy-filled life that God called us to. It's, it's no wonder that we struggle feeling bad or, or we're dealing with depression and anxiety. Because if we're not conscious of those thoughts, they are causing emotions in us that we don't want to feel. And then we're making choices that are not serving us. So meditation helps you become more aware of your thoughts actually strengthens your ability to manage your mind because you are choosing where you're going to focus your thoughts. Now, many of you might be sitting there thinking, I have tried meditation. I can't do it. You know, my mind is everywhere. You know, I've got that monkey mind thing, whatever is like scattered and all over the place. I'm, I'm ADHD, Heather. I can't do it. Anybody can learn, keyword, learn to meditate. They call it a meditation practice for a reason. Because you're not going to sit down one time and meditate and go, I got this. Very few of us are going to be able to do that. You have to practice meditation. 
It's the day in and the day out consistency that trains your mind. Just like weight training trains your muscles, over time, meditation will train your mind to focus on what you choose to focus on. And if you're new to meditation, I'm going to introduce you to a friend of mine. Her name is Jackie Trotman. Two T's, two M's. Now, Jackie actually has guided Christian meditations. So, because a lot of times as as believers, you know, we hear the word meditation and we think, ooh, that's woo-woo and out there and you think of monks or something like that. Well, yes, it, it is out there in, the, in that sense, but God's actually the one that came up with meditation. When you look all throughout scriptures, what's he tell us to do? We're to meditate on the word of God. And meditation just means to roll it over in your mind like a cow chewing its cud. So you think a thought, you bring it up, you roll it in your mind, you think about it, you, it goes back down, you're digesting it, you bring it back up later in the day, you think about it, you let it go back down, you're digesting it, and over and over. That is meditation. So my friend Jackie's got um, CDs and downloadable guided Christian meditations that help you through God's word to meditate. So she's got beautiful music behind it. And then she talks to you. And that, because I am one that I did not know how to meditate. I struggled with it. I would either get so relaxed and fall asleep, you know, which is nice. Or my mind would just be all over the place. Then I'd feel guilty because my mind was all over the place. And then I'd quit. So Jackie has been a huge help for me. So you can actually find those at joyandflow.com. And I'll put that in the show notes. So if you, meditation is a fabulous, amazing way to starve off negative emotions, to feed the positive emotions, feed the positive mindset. Something else you can do, take a walk. There is something about getting outside, getting in nature, breathing fresh air that helps to reset your mindset. So take a walk. Another thing you can do, read your Bible. Pull that Bible out. If you've got the physical Bible, pull it out. I'm I'm more of a digital gal now, and I usually pull out my digital one, but what whatever works for you. You could also read another good book that helps to reset your mind, reset your mood. Another thing you can do is gratitude. Now, gratitudes help you look outside yourself and see what you're thankful for. It allows you to see that God is for you and not against you. That it allows you to see that you have favor with not just God, but also with the world, with man. God promised us that in scriptures. We have favor. And when you say, I am thankful for X, it reminds you of that. It reminds you of the goodness of God and all the good things that are going on in your life. 
So if you need to reset those negative emotions, pull out a notebook and start writing, I am thankful for, I am grateful for, and just start filling in the blanks. Do do them until you start feeling better. And I promise that you will, will because it'll shift your thinking. Because remember, we think, we feel, we choose. So it'll shift your thinking. Something else you can do is put on some fun music and do a dance break. Yes, I said dance break. That will get your endorphins going. And endorphins are happy hormones. So, you know, they, they get your happiness going. It does something. Um, when you do something physical, it's literally like a release that happens. Um, this is one of my favorite things to do. And it doesn't have to be long. We actually used to do this. So I used to be in the business office um, at the church years ago. And we did something. We called them 30-second dance breaks. They were my favorite. And so anytime one of us had something to celebrate, we would actually do a 30-second dance break. And so anybody at any point in the business office could call a 30-second dance break. And so wherever we're at, we're not, we weren't all in the same office, but we'd run into the, the one main office and we'd go, all right, 30-second dance break. We didn't even have music. And we would just dance. Uh, and we had so much fun and we'd laugh and everybody instantly felt better. So try a, try a 30-second dance break. Something else you can do is put on soothing and relaxing music. So maybe there's some inspirational music you enjoy. Maybe you like some smooth jazz. Whatever that is that you put it on, you're just like, ah. It's a reset. It resets your thinking. And the last thing you could do, now this isn't an extensive list. This is just some ideas. Take a nap. Sometimes you just need to reset physically and just like almost like a start over. Because you know what? Maybe you're just tired. Most people are sleep deprived. We go, 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 go all day. We go to bed late. We get up early and do it again. So maybe you just need a nap. Um, I heard, I, I don't remember who did these. It might have been the guy from eBay. But he calls them, um, I heard about them from Michael Hyatt is who I heard about them from. Because he takes naps every day. He does 20-minute power naps. But a nappuccino. So if you're a coffee drinker, have your cup of coffee, take a nap. And by the time you wake up 20 minutes later, your coffee is actually now kicked in. So it's a nappuccino. But 20-minute power naps. Now, you don't want to go down deep into the, you know, REM sleep. And because that's when you wake up and you're like groggy and those don't feel good. So just super quick nap to something like a refresh. Don't fall back asleep because I promise you're going to feel groggy. But, but just a quick nap, and it will reset those negative emotions. You're going to wake up refreshed, start new. We think, we feel, we choose. It's our choice. It's in our court. So you get to pick 
what you're going to feed. Feed the positive energy thoughts that will feed the positive emotions that you want. And this will starve off those negative emotions. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your time. If you want any more help learning how to live fearlessly free, you can check out my free resource. It's Three Habits to Live Fearlessly Free. It's really going to help you learn how to live a courageous life and be who God's called you to be. You can find that on my website at heatherlbunch.com. You can also follow me on social media platforms, Facebook or Instagram, Heather L. Bunch. Until next time, live fearlessly free.